Welcome to Move Forth with Grace. I'm so glad you're here to immerse yourself into God's Word and to open your heart to His lessons today so that the wisdom of God can move through you and into the lives of those around you and continue in generations to come. Welcome, welcome. Today's podcast is brought to you by Neverbands. These are medical freedom bracelets I created for adults and children. I teamed with a medical ID jewelry company in Texas so that you can equip yourself and your family against the unethical enforcement of the experimental COVID-19 injection and any future injections that might come our way, no matter what situation you find yourselves in. By wearing these, we can band together to preserve our medical freedom. Get yours today at www.neverbands.shop. It is also brought to you by the Move Forth brand. On my website, you can find tips on freedom, health, and grace, and ways that I might be helpful to you and your family. My website is www.move-forth.com. I'm reading from the Founders Bible. It is a New American Standard Bible that does include historical documents from the Founders era. Truly is a beautiful Bible for you and your family. And you can find one today at www.foundersbible.com. I'm also following the five-day Bible reading plan. And you can download and print a copy if you'd like to follow along at www.fivedaybiblereading.com. Well, we are beginning week 49. I cannot believe we are already at week 49. (laughs) That is crazy to think about. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. And we are on day 241. So if you are just now finding the podcast, I'm so glad that you did. And that doesn't mean that you need to just turn this off. Okay. And that you, oh, I can't hear anything until January 1st. No, no, no. That's not how this one works. I don't encourage that. I I really, really don't. You can absolutely tune in today uh, and you can finish out this year over these next few weeks if you'd like to, Uh, or you can just, you can, you can stop this episode and just go to the day one episode and make today your first day in reading the Bible in a year. It's there, it's waiting, it's ready, and you can get started right away. So I'm just so glad that you have found the podcast. If you've been here since the beginning, we are in week 49. I mean, is there anything else that I need to say? Like that is incredible. And I just, I thank you so very much. I thank you so very much for joining me. All right. Well, today we're going to be reading Esther 7 through 10 and Revelation 3. Esther chapter 7, Esther's plea. Now the king and Haman came to drink wine with Esther the queen. And the king said to Esther on the second day, also as they drank their wine at the banquet, what is your petition, Queen Esther? It shall be granted you. And what is your request? Even to half of the kingdom it shall be done. Then Queen Esther replied, if I have found favor in your sight, O king, and if it pleases the king, let my life be given me as my petition and my people as my request. For we have been sold, I and my people, to be destroyed, to be killed, and to be annihilated. Now, if we had only been sold as slaves, men and women, I would have remained silent, for the trouble would not be commensurate with the annoyance to the king. Then King Ahasuerus asked Queen Esther, Who is he, and where is he, who would presume to do, that, to do thus? Esther said, A foe and an enemy is this wicked Haman. Then Haman became terrified before the king and queen. Haman is hanged. The king arose in his anger and drinking wine and went into the palace garden, but Haman stayed to beg for his life from Queen Esther, 
for he saw that harm had been determined against him by the king. Now when the king returned from the palace garden into the place where they were drinking wine, Haman was falling on the couch where Esther was. Then the king said, Will he even assault the queen with me in the house? As the word went out of the king's mouth, they covered Haman's face. Then Harbona, one of the eunuchs, who were before the king, said, Behold, indeed, the gallows standing at Haman's house, fifty cubits high, which Haman made for Mordecai, who spoke good on behalf of the king. And the king said, Hang him on it. So they hanged Haman on the gallows, which he had prepared for Mordecai, and the king's anger subsided. Mordecai promoted, chapter 8. On that day, King Ahasuerus gave the king of ha- gave the house of Haman, the enemy of the Jews, to Queen Esther, and Mordecai came before the king, for Esther had disclosed what he was to her. The king took off his signet ring, which he had taken away from Haman, and gave it to Mordecai, and Esther set Mordecai over the house of Haman. Then Esther spoke again to the king, fell at his feet, wept, and implored him to avert the evil scheme of Haman, the the Agagite, and his plot, which he had devised against the Jews. The king extended the golden scepter to Esther, so Esther arose and stood before the king. Then she said, If it pleases the king, and if I have found favor before him, and the matter seems proper to the king, and I am pleasing in his sight, let it be written to revoke the letters devised by Haman, the son of Hamadatha the Agagite, which he wrote to destroy the Jews who are in all the king's provinces. For how can I endure to see the calamity which will befall my people, and how can I endure to see the destruction of my kindred? So King Ahasuerus said to Queen Esther and to Mordecai the Jew, Behold, I have given the house of Haman to Esther, and him they have hanged on the gallows, because he had stretched out his hands against the Jews. The king's decree avenges the Jews. Now you write to the Jews as you see fit in the king's name and seal it with the king's signet ring for a decree which is written in the name of the king and sealed with the king's signet ring may not be revoked. So the king's scribes were called at that time in the third month, that is the month of Sivan, on the 23rd day, and it was written according to all that Mordecai commanded to the Jews, the satraps, the governors, the princes of the provinces, which extended from India to Ethiopia, provinces to every province according to its script, and to every people according to their language, as well as to the Jews according to their script and their language. He wrote in the name of King Ahasuerus, and sealed it with the king's signet ring, and sent letters by couriers on horses riding on steeds sired by the royal stud. In them the king granted the Jews who were in each and every city the right to assemble and to defend their lives, to destroy, to kill, and to annihilate the entire army of any people or province which might attack them, including children and women, and to plunder their spoil. On one day in all the provinces of King Ahasuerus, the thirteenth day of the twelfth month, that is, the month Adar, a copy of the edict to be issued as law in each and every province was published to all the peoples so that the Jews would be ready for this day to avenge themselves on their enemies. The couriers hastened and impelled by the king's command, went out riding on the royal steeds, and the decree was given out at the citadel in Susa. Then Mordecai went out from the presence of the king in royal robes of blue and white, with a large crown of gold and a garnet, and a garment of fine linen and purple, 
and the city of Susa shouted and rejoiced. For the Jews there was light and gladness and joy and honor. In each and every province and in each and every city, wherever the king's commandment and his decree arrived, there was gladness and joy for the Jews, a feast and a holiday. And many among the peoples of the land became Jews, for the dread of the Jews had fallen on them. The Jews destroy their enemies. Chapter 9. Now in the twelfth month, that is the month Adar, on the thirteenth day, when the king's command and edict were about to be executed, on the day when the enemies of the Jews hoped to gain the mastery over them, it was turned to the contrary so that the Jews themselves gained the mastery over those who hated them. The Jews assembled in their cities throughout all the provinces of King Ahasuerus to lay hands on those who sought their harm, and no one could stand before them, for the dread of them had fallen on all the peoples. Even all the princes of the provinces, the satraps, the governors, and those who were doing the king's business, assisted the Jews because the dread of Mordecai had fallen on them. Indeed, Mordecai was great in the king's house, and his fame spread throughout all the provinces, for the man Mordecai became greater and greater. Thus the Jews struck all their enemies with the sword, killing and destroying, and they did what they pleased to those who hated them. At the citadel in Susa, the Jews killed and destroyed 500 men. And Parshandatha, Daphlon, Aspatha, Poratha, Adalia, Eridatha, Parmashta, Erasai, Eridai, and Vezatha, the ten sons of Haman, the son of Hamadatha, the Jews' enemy, but they did not lay their hands on the plunder. On that day, the number of those who were killed at the citadel in Susa was reported to the king. The king said to Queen Esther, The Jews have killed and destroyed five hundred men and the ten sons of Haman at the citadel in Susa. What then have they done in the rest of the king's provinces? Now, what is your petition? It shall be even... It shall even be granted you. And what is your further request? It shall also be done. Then said Esther, If it pleases the king, let tomorrow also be granted to the Jews who are in Susa to do according to the edict of today, and let Haman's ten sons be hanged on the gallows. So the king commanded that it should be done so, and an edict was issued in Susa, and Haman's ten sons were hanged. The Jews who were in Susa assembled also on the fourteenth day of the month Adar, and killed three hundred men in Susa, but they did not lay their hands on the plunder. Now the rest of the Jews who were in the king's provinces assembled to defend their lives and rid themselves of their enemies and kill seventy-five thousand, those who hated them, but they did not lay their hands on the plunder. This was done on the thirteenth day of the month Adar, and on the fourteenth day they rested and made it a day of feasting and rejoicing. But the Jews who were in Susa assembled on the 13th and the 14th of the same month, and they rested on the 15th day and made it a day of feasting and rejoicing. Therefore, the Jews of the rural areas who live in the rural towns make the 14th day of the month Adar a holiday for rejoicing and feasting and sending portions of food to one another. The Feast of Purim Instituted Then Mordecai recorded these events, and he sent letters to all the Jews who were in all the provinces of King Ahasuerus, both near and far, obliging them to celebrate the 14th day of the month Adar and the 15th day of the same month annually. Because on those days the Jews rid themselves of their enemies, and it was a month which was turned for them, 
from sorrow into gladness, and from mourning into a holiday. And they should make them days of feasting and rejoicing and sending portions of food to one another and gifts to the poor. Thus the Jews undertook what they had started to do, and what Mordecai had written to them. For Haman, the son of Hamadatha, the Agagite, the adversary of all the Jews, had schemed against the Jews to destroy them and had cast pure, that is, the lot, to disturb them and destroy them. But when it came to the king's attention, he commanded by letter that his wicked scheme, which he had devised against the Jews, should return on his own head and that he and his sons should be hanged on the gallows. Therefore they called these days Purim, after the name of Pur. And because of the instructions in this letter, both what they had seen in this regard and what had happened to them, the Jews established and made a custom for themselves and for their descendants and for all those who allied themselves with them, so that they would not fail to celebrate these two days according to their regulation and according to their appointed time annually. So these days were to be remembered and celebrated throughout every generation, every family, every province, and every city. And these days of Purim were not to fail from among the Jews, or their memory fade from their descendants. Then Queen Esther, daughter of Abihail, with Mordecai the Jew, wrote the full authority to confirm this second letter about Purim. He sent letters to all the Jews to the provinces of the kingdom of Ahasuerus, namely, words of peace and truth. To establish these days of Purim at their appointed times, just as Mordecai the Jew and Queen Esther had established for them, and just as they had established for themselves and for their descendants, with instructions for their times of fasting and their lamentations. The command of Esther established these customs for Purim, and it was written in the book. Mordecai's Greatness, Chapter 10 Now King Ahasuerus laid a tribute on the land and on the coastlands of the sea, and all the accomplishments of his authority and strength, and the full account of the greatness of Mordecai, to which the king advanced him, are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the kings of Media and Persia? For Mordecai the Jew was second only to King Ahasuerus, and great among the Jews, and in favor with his many kinsmen, one who sought the good of his people, and one who spoke for the welfare of his whole nation. Revelation chapter 3. Message to Sardis. To the angel of the church in Sardis write, He who has the seven spirits of God and the seven stars says this, I know your deeds, that you have a name, that you are alive, but you are dead. Wake up and strengthen the things that remain, which were about to die. For I have not found your deeds completed in the sight of my God. So remember what you have received and heard, and keep it, and repent. Therefore, if you do not wake up, I will come like a thief, and you will not know at what hour I will come to you. But you have a few people in Sardis who have not soiled their garments, and they will walk with me in white, for they are worthy. He who overcomes will thus be clothed in white garments, and I will not erase his name from the book of life. And I will confess his name before my Father and before his angels. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches." Message to Philadelphia, and to the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, He who is holy, who is true, who has the key of David, who opens and no one will shut, and who shuts and no one opens, says this, 
I know your deeds. Behold, I have put before you an open door which no one can shut, because you have a little power and have kept my word and have not denied my name. Behold, I will cause those of the synagogue of Satan who say that they are Jews and are not, but lie. I will make them come and bow down at your feet and make them know that I have loved you. Because you have kept the word of my perseverance, I also will keep you from the hour of testing, that hour which is about to come upon the whole world to test those who dwell on the earth. I am coming quickly. Hold fast what you have so that no one will take your crown. He who overcomes, I will make him a pillar in the temple of my God, and he will not go out from it any more. And I will write on him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, which comes down out of heaven from my God and my new name. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Message to Laodicea. To the angel of the church in Laodicea, write, The Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God, says this, I know your deeds, that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish that you were cold or hot. So because you are lukewarm and neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. Because you say I am rich and have become wealthy and have need of nothing, and you do not know that you are wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked, I advise you to buy from me gold refined by fire so that you may become rich and white garments so that you may clothe yourself and that the shame of your nakedness will not be revealed, and I salve to anoint your eyes so that you may see. Those whom I love, I reprove and discipline. Before, Therefore, be zealous and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and will dine with him and he with me. He who overcomes, I will grant to him to sit down with me on my throne as I also overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. And those are our readings today. In finishing Esther today, it is a powerful book. And where the tradition Purim came from, and it was interesting. We did read uh, the first page or the introductory page to Esther, and God is not mentioned. It is interesting, isn't it, now that I, that I read it from that point of view. But Esther was very courageous, and she and Mordecai, they, Esther came through, saved her people, and Mordecai was recognized for his uh, contributions and good works um, as well. So a powerful book indeed. Let's go ahead and pray. Dear Lord, thank you for this time together. Thank you again for the people of your book that we can learn from, that we can gain knowledge from, and thank you for showing your wisdom through them and through these these stories, for lack of a better word, but thank you. Thank you for showing your wisdom through them so that it can be guidance for us in our lives and that we can gain your wisdom in this world 
and not the world's wisdom. So we just thank you. We just thank you so much for that gift of your wisdom in our lives. We say this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, that concludes our episode for today. Thank you so much for being here. I'm just so grateful to have you. I look forward to being with you in the next episode. Take care.